everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Always Open. We are so glad you're here today. I am your host, Barbara Dunkelman, and today I'm joined by two of some of my longest friends that I've ever had, surprisingly. Um, we got Mr. We're, Gustavo Sarola. Oh, hey. Yeah, you're one of them. Welcome to the show. Thank you. And welcome back, Gavin Free, also to the show. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Yay. It's like a, a little RT podcast reunion. Yeah, it's been a long time. When did we stop <laughs> doing that? <laughs> uh, it was we. Uh, the Pancake Podcast was the last one we did, which was February or March. February. I thought it was steak. Oh no, it, oh, was, it was steak. steak. Yeah, yeah. So that was like me. We got really dumb since that podcast yeah. ended. It's weird not doing that show with you guys anymore, because I feel like that was my way of like actually knowing what you guys were up yeah. to once a week. I, we did an episode of Anima recently, and uh, we had we had it. Gavin on, and I, I commented that <laughs> like I hadn't seen Gavin in person since we did that last episode of RT Wait, podcast. Really? Yeah, and I haven't seen you since you came to my house for Anima. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was the, that was that's that's been it. And I haven't seen I I think I saw you when we recorded Always Open, but that was I think one of the only times in recent months. And I was trying not to shit myself the whole recording. Yeah, he had food poisoning. Oh, yeah. Did you was it done after that? I meant to follow up with you, but I never did. Yeah, you never said anything. I could have just shat myself to death and you would never have known. <laughs> How guilty would you have felt? I think I would have known. <laughs> no, it was fine. It was fine after that. Okay, what, good. What, what, what did you win? What was uh, it? The Poo Poo Platter at Tiki Tatsuya. Uh, really up to that name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gave me I'm sure shits. no one made that joke ever before. <laughs> <laughs> they used to always make me laugh when I was a little kid. Poo Poo Platter? Yeah. <laughs> it's P-U-P-U, right? Yeah, yeah. Tiki Tatsuya is... P-U. P-U, one of my favorite places in Austin. I yeah, think. it's great. <laughs> Are you ever going to go back there again? Uh, should we go? Yeah. Maybe don't order the poo-poo platter. I feel like I need to take it on again. I mean, see I've, if it does it. I've eaten that poo-poo platter before and I've been okay. You just got bad luck. Yeah. It happens. What if it was one of the drinks? Can you get food poisoning from booze? Maybe. If Maybe one if of the, the cup was dirty. I mean, I've drank enough booze to throw up, but dirty it's ice. usually... Dirty eyes. Yeah. I hope you don't get food poisoning from what I just did to your glass right before the show started. Come. Yeah, what? In a show of dominance, Barbara wiped a bunch of dust off of Gavin's mic in directly into his water right before we rolled. This roll. is a it really was... gammy mic. There's clearly some like a load of skin or something I, all over I it. I think there's just there's just dust. It's just dust on well, these things. I think they're probably being stored in a place where things get like picked up. It might not even be dust. It might just be like. So you thought like drywall? I'll smear it off the mic well, straight a, into my cup. As a thing of of courtesy, I was like, "Oh, let me help dust that off for you." So I just started <laughs> petting it, not realizing your open glasses like, right uh-uh. there. Oh, you're still drinking it. You're fine. Uh, I think the uh, you know I grew up in a, a really small town, mm-hmm. kind of out in the middle of nowhere, and I think poo poo platter was like the first <laughs> thing I ordered at like a Chinese restaurant, and I think the first time I ate Chinese food, I was like 13. That old? Yeah, like I said, I grew up no, like in oh, the middle of nowhere. That makes like, sense. Like there was like the next town over that was sixty miles away got a Chinese restaurant, and so we Ooh. went there to eat. And I ordered like they had a poo poo platter, and I thought it was funny because I was like twelve or thirteen, so I ordered that. I well, feel here like, we are in our mid thirties, still thinking it's funny. I so. feel like Chinese food would be harder to get into if I was that old. Like I grew up with it, so mm. it was just the normal food for me. Like, what did you grow up eating? Mexican food. <laughs> Did or you, as we called it, food. Did you ever have like, <laughs> like I guess, wave. American, like typical American cuisine, like burgers uh, and yeah, hot dogs and th- stuff? Yeah, there was, we had a Dairy Queen and a McDonald's Ooh. in the town I grew up in. Ooh. Yeah, so we, we, we were familiar with that, but we rarely ate there. Is it weird that 
you know, I've I've talked about this on the show before and to you guys before of like, oh, if there's ever a future where I'm not living in Austin anymore and I want to move somewhere that's like maybe more secluded or more. Mm -hmm. What do you mean? You know, just get away from Austin, not live in Texas. You'll tell me when you do that, right? Of course, yeah. I would, I would of course, tell you. But it's also, like, such a dumb reason. But I'm, like, I want to live a place that has, like, DoorDash and Uber Eats. And <laughs> Not too order. remote. Not too remote. But I'm just, like, I do like the convenience of being able to, like, eat whatever type of cuisine you want to eat or, like, mm-hmm. order food to your house uh, that I feel like I would really miss that if I moved somewhere too remote. I've stopped doing that so much. It's always wrong. What? Yeah. It's always wrong. Mm. It must be, like... 50% or more wrong. Yeah. Do you not get that? Yeah. That's, I don't do it. I'll pick it up myself. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, yeah. we, we order all the time. But it is funny that you say that because whenever it's right, we're just like, oh, they, they got everything. <laughs> Even our sauces? Even like the utensils that we ordered? Wow. It's always a, yeah, I guess it's a very low standard now with that kind of stuff. I also had people kept just leaving the delivery bag of food on the door handle. So like, when I open the door, it goes. And oh, it's it like a like ground. a latch yeah. instead of a doorknob. Yeah. <laughs> put a little table out front so people will put it on that. Maybe that'll oh. help. Or like some type of. Because like, why wouldn't they just put it on the floor? And you could, you could on top of the table, you could put like a picture of yourself with like if your face with your mouth open <laughs> and just write "feed me." Food and you could put, yeah, food here. <laughs> or a cold mailbox. Cold mailbox. Which does that exist? I think now? someone made it. I don't know. I feel like we should go back in time to revisit all the like weird inventions or like hypotheticals we talked about on the rt podcast and see if those exist now because i'm sure they do a lot of them do we're, we're innovative we're, we're we're looking forward into the future i still remember the podcast where we were making fun of the word selfie oh yeah we're just like selfie that'll <laughs> never <laughs> in our defense it's still a stupid word yeah it, absolutely true. i am at the point now where i think i feel like for a while i had a good Mend- I, I knew everything we talked about on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember that era. I remember the, talking about that. Now I watch clips and I'm like, I can't believe that's me. I yeah. don't even recognize what we're talking about. Or Do you still do the thing, though, if you watch a clip, you're like, oh, I should, like, I would respond this way. And then you yeah. proceed to respond that way in the clip. That happens less now. That happened for a while. <laughs> like, within the last five years, I'm like, oh, I should say that. And then I'll say it. I'll be like, yeah. yeah. Still got it. I'm still me. Good but job, me. the stuff that's like 10, 12 years ago. I, I say stuff that makes me laugh, and I'm like, oh, I think it was funny. <laughs> oh, really? yeah. I'm the complete opposite. I'll watch a clip from like 2013, 2014 RT podcast, and I'm like, I can't <laughs> believe I fucking said that. Oh, yeah, I've like, got plenty of those too. Oh, yeah. yeah. But some of the times, like, I've forgotten the jokes. <laughs> you make yourself laugh. Yeah. <laughs> it's, part of, it's part of growing up. You, uh, you, you can look back on things you said and, and cringe about it. We have the unfortunate experience of having a lot of that recorded. Yeah. So uh, we, we definitely it, do a lot more. I think it goes through windows of unfortunate. But I think in like 40 years, it'll be funny to look back on. <laughs> Enough time yeah. to pass. That's very true. 40 years. Okay, I'll be several years dead by then. <laughs> so thanks for reminding me of my uh, immortality. Uh, 85? You think I'm getting to 85? Yeah. I think technology is good enough now <laughs> that you might live that long. Do you not think so? Uh, 85. That seems so Would you not want to live to 85? Old. It's like... I, you know, I think a couple of my grandparents lived to be their early 80s, mm-hmm. you know, and I think they still were with it for the most part until like at the very end. And I feel like 85 is really pushing that edge of uh, of when I think you're you can gonna hold be, it together or not. You're going to be such a pissed off old man. Oh, yeah. It's going to be great. Yeah. What kind of old man are you going to be? Um, I probably won't know where I am. Mm. <laughs> 
so present day Gavin. Yeah, there you go. Uh, I I wanted to also like catch up with you guys since we it's been a while since we've been on a podcast together. Just like anything and anything big in your life happened lately? Any cool things? Any? What, I'll be what honest. Have you been up to? Matthew Perry dying really shat me up, dude. I was really sad about it. Same. That that was tough. Um, so the news about that came out. I think October was it the 29th, 28th, somewhere around there. Yeah, for us, we're recording right now. It was last week. Yeah, it's like, not, it has it has not been a full week, but yeah, it's currently November first that we're recording this. Um, like it would be crazy if he knew that when Friends started, he had like twenty nine years left. Yeah, he was almost halfway through his life. Yeah, he's the same age. I'm the same age as he was when Friends ended. Ended. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> Stuff imagine, like that makes me feel old. Imagine like 10 years ago you started Friends and then it ended now. Yeah. That'd be crazy. There was a clip I saw on on social media of uh, people had like a one of those indoor cameras mm-hmm. on. They were watching Friends when they found out the news that Matthew Perry had died. Oh my God. And like they had just been commenting about how like they love Chandler mm. and like they're his, they're his favorite character and all this stuff. And then like you see the wife pick up her phone to like look something up and she's like, oh my God, like he's dead what like it It happened in that moment yeah he was you know 54 you don't think of someone who's 54 as you know they have that that looming specter of death over them or anything yeah you think that they have a few more decades still yeah this is devastating i was right there with you because i i actually thought about you gavin because i know that you and i both were like big fans of friends and like watched it religiously growing up i used to fall asleep to it so it has like a a nice place in my heart. I, I missed it. I don't know what I was doing or or why, but like I don't know if I've ever seen like a complete single episode of Friends. Well, I feel like you were like just becoming, yeah, but someone out in the world. On the other hand, like I think Bernie <laughs> really liked Friends, and I think oh, he's really? seen all the episodes. Oh, so really? it, it's weird. Like he's a little older than me, so it's it's weird to. I know people who are the same age as me and who are contemporary to me really were into it. I don't know what I was doing when that show came out. I just <laughs> yeah. I just totally From missed getting it. drunk probably. No, I think I was too young for that. Well, 94? I was 16. It is devastating, though, because I know that he had talked a lot publicly about, like, trying to get things together because Matthew Perry very, like, publicly had struggled with Mm -hmm. addiction and all types of things of that matter and was, I think, like, really on the up and up and talking Mm -hmm. about how he's, like, really trying to work on himself and then this happened. I think he was Um, very physically damaged from a lot of the stuff he took. Yeah, devastating. It adds up. When you're young, you think you're invincible and you can keep doing that. And then you get a little older, like, oh, that, all that does take a toll. Yeah. I saw this thing about how, like, at the age we're at now, I think when it starts of when you wake up not feeling good, you're like, am I sick or is this just how I wake up now? <laughs> like, do I just wake up not feeling great? I feel like whenever I got chest pains in my 20s, I'd be like, what the hell's going on? And now I'm like, is this it? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, what about you, guess? What have you been up to? Um, not a whole lot. I you know took a little time off a few weeks ago when uh, my wife and I went you know uh, on a trip out of the country, uh, just working on uh, various things. You know, still doing Anima. We recorded a test episode of Good Morning Rat Man. That's currently a, we have a rough cut where we put notes in. We're working on a fine cut. Then gonna show it because we feel like. And that's you, there, Elise, and Eric. Yeah, there's some struggle getting people to understand what the show is internally. Okay. Uh, so we we made a test episode and we're going to polish it up to show it to people. Well, how do you describe it? Frasier I- on acid. 
<laughs> that's 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 the, that, the description we, we normally go to with. Tell people what it is. Oh, now I get it. Oh, <laughs> clear, very clear. Okay. It's like is it know, scripted, right? Or like uh, loosely scripted narrative? So it's like it, there there is a script, but it's not like every line is written out. There's like points to hit, almost like like beats. Yeah, uh, kind of like a mix between scripting and improv. So it's like we, these are all the story beats we need to hit. You know, this is the stuff. This is the points we need to hit throughout the episode. How we get there. We'll find it during the recording. Interesting. Okay. Um, so it, it was a lot of fun. Uh, the test episode's like 15 minutes long. So we're hoping to, to have like a more fine cut. I, I can show you a fine cut. I have not wanted to show you the rough cut because it's still too rough. You know, we put a lot of notes in. And yeah. once we get a fine cut, it'll, um, I'll let you guys give it a listen. Oh, I'm very excited to see it. Yeah. Um, or hear it. See hear it. it. Yeah. Uh, audio only. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. We, we, like, we, we like the idea of playing in the mind's eye. We really want to try to build out. Like the audio experience, like you know, doors opening and closing, and like you know, like really yeah. like do like a full pass on it, uh, like a radio play, right? Like a radio play, and really have it live in the mind's eye because I like living in the ambiguity of what a rat man is. Is it a rat that's become humanoid? Is it a man in a rat costume? <laughs> is it someone questions. whose la- last name is Ratman? You know, yeah. Uh, is it like halfway to a rat king? It we could don't just know. be like three it, rats. It's however you imagine it. <laughs> What's funny about that, and to plug another show that is should be out now, actually, Stinky Dragon Adventures, which is the puppet ad- adaptation of Stinky Dragon, uh, the podcast that Gus and I are on. We actually had a character called Rat King uh, that we were going to call Rat Man, and we're like, oh, no, wait, there's, there's too much confusion. <laughs> yeah. We don't want people thinking that this is yeah. that, uh, but it's just like a little tiny character in one episode. It's very funny. Uh, but yeah, go check out all these shows mm-hmm. when, when is that supposed to premiere we don't know once we get the test okay. episode internally well i think we'll have more guidance on when it's coming out uh right now i think the time frame would probably hopefully fingers crossed early next year okay okay very cool 2024 treat yeah um all right well i have a question here that i wanted to pose to you guys that we actually um polled our audience on discord uh so if you're not aware rooster teeth does have a community discord that you could join where we post different polls and community interactions. And if you're a first member, you get to participate in these polls as well as uh, live streams and Discord events and all that fun stuff. So please consider becoming a first member to support what we do and what you guys are working on and everything like that. Didn't we used to have a forum for that? We did. Now it's Discord. Okay. It's the, <laughs> yeah. it's the future. Discord is way better. And, and we have lots of, uh, I think, um, you know, there's different different ways to interact with different shows. Like also Tales from the Stinky Dragon, for mm-hmm. example. Uh, we did a poll on that uh to figure out what cl- what kinds of characters we're going to play in our Baldur's Gate. 3 oh yeah, stream, you and John did a Baldur's uh, Gate stream. Yeah, so uh, you should you should definitely check it out. Which, by the way, Baldur's Gate, so good. Uh, Have I, you played I, it? I haven't played it. Oh, do you not? Yeah. Oh, I finished oh, it. Oh, oh, you finished it? Yeah. We're playing with uh with Blaine and Kristen, and mm-hmm. we've all been so busy that we haven't had a chance to continue the campaign. So. Yeah. My 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 guilty admission is that I kind of had to speed run the third act mm. uh, just because it was like I was, there were other games coming out I wanted to play and I, I didn't want to leave Baldur's Gate without finishing it so I just kind of like quickly could you have just paused it or like kind of you know how it is like you put down a game and you come back to it later like what was I doing where was I what are these controls that's why it's great playing with Kristen because she keeps track of all that stuff mm. <laughs> I just you know. e- even the few weeks I hadn't played when I played that stream with John uh-huh. I was like oh what are the buttons you know oh, how, yeah, yeah. how do I do this uh, uh, then I was like I was like, oh, right. I didn't play on mouse and keyboard. I played with a controller. I like to pick up my controller. And I was like, okay, yeah, it started coming back to me. Gotcha. Very fun game. I just died Alan Wake. Oh, I want to play that. That's good. And play Mario Wonder. Anyway, sorry. I keep distracting. No, 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 please. Uh, the, so the question that our audience did vo- vote on, which I think is perfect for this group, 
starting today, would you rather never age physically or never age mentally? Mm. So essentially, like, that part of you stops aging and it just stays as is. I think for me, I'd want to preserve mentally where I am right now. Yeah. Uh, I can give, I can go more detail after other people answer. I don't want to okay. uh, affect other people's reactions. Well, if I don't age physically, would I live longer? I don't know. That's a good question. Because I'm sure the deterioration of my brain is a physical thing. Well, if you want to get in the nitty gritty, I, I, I pick physically outward appearance. Well, I just feel like because a guy, yes. I think these are two separate things. Like we're talking about the brain is one thing, and then the physical body is another. Yeah, because I'm going to deteriorate mentally, hopefully in like thirty years. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's 40, okay. maybe forty. Okay, but if I look like this for forty years, I'd, it'd be cool. Yeah, interesting. I have a hard time deciding between the two on this one because I'm with you guys where I'm like. Oh, I want to stop aging mentally so I could be like mm-hmm. pretty sharp, pretty aware of things. And I find like one of the things that scares me the most is like Alzheimer's mm-hmm. or like just losing your memory or, or not being aware of your surroundings when you get older and how that's like a terrifying thought. Um, but I also I'm kind of with you on the like, well, if I look like this when I'm 70. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I feel like if, if neither of them prolong my life, then... What's the point in being mentally? Well, I think probably mentally would prolong your life if you stopped aging mentally. Because I, I think a lot of health issues stem from like I can't mental deterioration. Think my heart from not stopping though, can I? True. Go on. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> I mean, if you, just say no. Just say stop. <laughs> I, I just feel like I, I don't know. I, I, I'm, maybe I'm already past a certain hump age-wise where the physical deterioration has already started. And I'm like, not that bad. All right, it's it's fine. Yeah, I can keep managing this. I'm grayer than you are. <laughs> Doesn't mean you're older. Um, but uh, like, I don't know. I I, 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 like you said, I worry about losing mental faculties, yeah. and I think it would be very frustrating and scary to experience uh, some of those things. So I think I would rather keep the mental acuity and you know you can always try to find a workaround or mm-hmm. do you know whatever you can i feel like if you have the physicality but you don't have the the mental capacity to drive it what good is the physicality it's an interesting perspective um so that that's kind of where I, that's why i didn't want to say anything that like my my gut reaction is to say mental because i'd rather have my mental faculties because then if you're still sharp mentally even if you don't have the physicality you can think of workarounds or think of ways to have things you can also done. still enjoy a lot of aspects of life i think um versus like if you're physically aging i don't think it really stops you from enjoying a lot of things mm-hmm. i guess maybe like physical activity and things of that nature but you know if you want to still interact with people read i don't want to interact with people uh <laughs> reading seems yeah. fine <laughs> but you think you think physically you want to stop right now yeah i want to be the fastest 80 year old <laughs> They have races, don't you know? they? Like for for old for old people. Like, Do you run at all right now? No, I got forty years to get in shape. I don't think you, I don't think you need to be very fast once you're eighty. To yeah. be the fastest eighty year old. I want to revisit things in forty three years. How old are you? Thirty six. Thirty five. Thirty five. Chill out. I'm sorry. <laughs> I always forget. I'm. Sh- Should we do an RT podcast in twenty forty? Yeah. Twenty. Will I be alive? Okay, yeah, sure. We all have to come out of retirement <laughs> or whatever we were doing. 2040, so it's almost 2024, so that's 16 years? 
ish. Give or take. Yeah. yeah. June 1st. Why June 1st? I'm just picking a date. Do you think the internet as we know it will still exist Yeah. by then? Um, yeah, I mean, you know, it'll be there, but maybe the way we interact with it is differently. You know, I think mm. def- defining being on the internet has changed, so, it's changed several times over the course of uh, my experience with it. Mm-hmm. You know, it used to be this thing you had to dial into and connect to, and then when you were done, you would disconnect. Then it became a thing that was always on. And always available and then it became on your computer you know you have to go through a website and you know experience it in a web browser and then it shifted and became apps it's mm-hmm. what you have on your phone and how you know how you're going to interact with all these different things not necessarily in like one unified web browser experience now it'd be hard to disconnect all of your stuff from the internet right like if i had to go around the house and be like oh, that's probably online <laughs> if if the internet goes down in my house it's like a huge catastrophe like well, don't um, your vents right it's like my, uh, i had there was a sur- i have app controlled air vents what and they had a server outage a couple like last year and i couldn't control my vents in my app so it's like i had to get a ladder oh my god you have to <laughs> and like manually order. move my vent <laughs> to like route the air in my house what a catastrophe oh what my a god. what a fucking awful world we live just in just have like smart lights and stuff too yeah so yeah that's probably another thing too when i moved a few years ago and well <laughs> and when after i moved like you know i had packed everything away then i unpacked everything i spent like a day updating my house Oh my like God. software updates, like oh, there's software updates for everything. It just it- yeah, I feel like I got away from every time I got a new phone, I'd have to like find where I'd stuck some hub and hit a button on it. I'm just mm-hmm. like, I'm just sod it. I'm gonna use a light switch. It- I want <laughs> I'm dumb do house. the old fashioned way. That happened to us too. We recently um, changed internet providers, and with that came like a new name and password and everything like that. And as we were just like living our lives, we changed everything that we were like remember to change. And then I would try to use something, and it's like not connecting what oh we have to update Mm -hmm. the username and password on this thing you realize how many things in your house are connected to the internet heaven forbid my router ever dies because i have like so many things like with static ips or like different ports forwarded (laughs) or like mac addresses that are whitelisted if that ever needs to get replaced i'm gonna cry it's gonna be so (laughs) bad (laughs) is it not just like a indiana jones kind of thing like a well no it's like all the settings are on there Right. So it's like I'd have to find a way to like export it all, save it, put it yeah, on the sure new one. I'm sure you could have like a cloud backup and then just swap it out. I'm not up- I'm not uploading that to the cloud. Just your config? Mm, I don't Can know. You? I don't know these things. Yeah. I don't what know. do you think we'll talk about on the 2040 podcast? Mm. Mike, can you believe Elon Musk went bankrupt 10 years ago? What's crazy? Mm, only 10 years ago, huh? All right. <laughs> um, I don't know. Do you think... Uh, I think you'll have uh, some some offspring, some sprogs, some sprogs. I don't know. I don't know. Will you have just come back from your vacation to the moon? <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, Mars. Had, had to had to wait <laughs> in line for TSA moon pre-check. <laughs> <laughs> Someone had their liquids and zero gravity. It got Dude, all over the place. There's going to be a clip of us laughing our asses off about this. I don't <laughs> think anyone's setting foot on the moon or Mars again in my lifetime. You don't think so? Uh, there's plans for the moon. Yeah, but why? What? But they, there's already plans. Yeah, but what's the point? Do you think they'll go through with it? To then like, relearn. It's the stupidest reason. To relearn how to do it to then go to Mars. What? Every, everything about the moon, the lunar program, well, not everything. A lot of it was lost and forgotten. People retired or no one bothered to save stuff. 
So no one remembers how to do it anymore. But Mars is really inconvenient. It's not always in the same place. Nothing's in the same place. Yeah, but at least the moon is always the same distance away, kind of. Mars is sometimes like 200 million miles away. Sometimes it's 30 million miles away. Are they wanting to explore it for like potential colonization? I I think that's the idea. Like it's practice. Mm. Hmm. Moon, then Mars, then maybe I think think Mars is a shit candidate. Don't bother Where would you rather go? We don't go nowhere. We have to. What do you mean? Well, probably not in our lifetime. I don't think Mars will work out. Okay. How are you going to live on Mars? I'm not going to live on Mars. <laughs> I think you need the royal you. <laughs> yeah. I know in a previous RTAA, I said I'll go to Mars out of spite, motherfucker. But uh, <laughs> I think that was in a different context. What plan would you choose if you had to? See, he has no idea. can't get he's just, a, he's just a naysayer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's up for debate. It's, Ju- it's gonna Jupiter. it's gonna end up being a moon of Jupiter. That's gonna be like yeah. a, like Titan or something. Yeah, the most prime candidate. How far away is that? It's baby steps. It changes. <laughs> Sometimes it's thirty billion miles away. Not that far. Do you do you want to see aliens in our, in your lifetime? Like know that they exist physically. Do I want to see them? Like yeah. Or do you, would you rather not know that that exists or not? Like is it does it provide a discomfort maybe? I just. Well, the, no, I just don't think it'll happen. Mm, okay. <laughs> Cut to 2040. <laughs> yeah, I want to make all these predictions. I don't want to be on the fence. We have no, the, we won't see aliens. We have the first alien president of the United States of America <laughs> in 2040. Um, well, according to a lot of people, he's currently in the White House. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think... I think I think I don't know. I, I would be. I would like to see them, but I don't know that uh, that would be a good thing necessarily. I think lots of times our notions about aliens and even like when you watch like sci-fi movies mm-hmm. i get really frustrated because they always show aliens as being roughly or vaguely humanoid humanoid yeah yeah it's like okay yeah it's got two arms it's got two legs it's, you know it, bipedal you know you can kind of relate to it when i think the reality would be like it's something you can't comprehend like you look at like 4d goo or yeah like, or even fish at the bottom of the ocean oh Right, it's like those are yeah. things that live on our planet, and you look at it like the, all the bioluminescence and like the wild stuff. Like it could be something like that. So I, there's a there's a terrible show on Apple TV Plus called Invasion. It's not good at all. Don't watch it. Okay. <laughs> but uh, get fucked in <laughs> It deals with uh, uh, aliens invading Earth, mm-hmm. and one of the, uh, there are a few things I like about that show. One of the things I like about that show is the aliens are weird looking. They're almost okay. like a ferrous liquid. Where they're like ripply and they move in. They were kind of like that in um, Arrival. Was that it? They were kind of like inky. Uh, yeah, yeah. They, I think, in Arrival, you don't get, ever really get a good look at them, yeah. but they like talk in that inky way. But um, the ones in, in Invasion look like a like a magnetic liquid, and they're Ooh. kind. Of, they have like different appendages that come out. And they move all strange. I like that. So I like. I, yeah, I do like that. I do agree with that. I like. I think everyone's always depicted them as humanoid, but. They can look like fucking who knows. Yeah. It'd be pretty coincidental for them to be alive at the same time as us and find us. It's very true. Very true. Because they're always a different amount of distance away. Sometimes they're closer. Sometimes they're further. <laughs> what? Are they in orbit of something? They probably are. All right. I also I, like the, the notion that like if aliens exist, they want to destroy Earth. Like why? Why do we think that that is? Because it's important to us. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that, 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 the that, way people perceive that thing. It's yeah. also interesting that they're, they're always talking about like, oh, you know, that we've had crashed alien ships. How would an alien get all the way here to this planet and then crash on it? Right. 
You think they how, how, how would I get all the way to H-E-B than... and then crash into a shopping cart? <laughs> yeah, but you didn't have to invent faster than light travel to get to H-E-B. They probably, I mean, someone had to invent a car for me to get to H-E-B to get, <laughs> oh my God. I didn't have to invent the car. Um, I, I, I read something the other day that was kind of scary. Like it's something I'd never considered mm-hmm. that, you know, if you think about it, like if you go out at night and you look up in the sky and you see the stars, you know, chances are, well, any star you see from Earth is going to be part of the Milky Way. Or if mm. you see like a planet, it's something in our solar system. If you were on a planet orbiting a star, let's say in a solar system that was not part of a galaxy, the night sky would be pitch black. Oh. There wouldn't what, be. Well, just because you can't. S- like if you were not in a. light hasn't got to you yet? In a galaxy. Like it's so dim, you can't perceive it with your eyes. Can uh. you get out of a galaxy? Conceivably, yeah, there would be. There's like, just stars, stars between galaxies? Right. That'd be a cool movie. It's like, how scary would that be to not even see stars and have that be like the normal thing? And Ugh. it just seems like it would really drive home how vast and empty everything is. I would hate that. Yeah. That would... like that island in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. Just if there was just one star and one planet right. outside. Of... <laughs> Do you think you'd rather be stranded in space or stranded in the ocean? Not like in the mid, like not like halfway down to the bottom of the ocean, like on top of the ocean, right? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) On top of space or halfway down space? (laughs) I think stranded on the ocean because at least there, there's some hope of someone finding you. Well, you can breathe. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, one thing: if you're, if there's no hope left at all, at least you could still pull your head off. Yeah. Versus drowning. (laughs) No, neither sound good. How long would you live without a hat in space? Without a helmet? <laughs> what kind of hat would you wear in space if you were an astronaut? I'd wear a cowboy, cowboy hat. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say a trucker hat just to be different. Space cowboy. Uh, I think it's, it's, it's longer than you think, but it's not very long. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was a great scene in... Magic School Bus, episode one, where Arnold pulled his helmet off. The Expanse. Oh. Where one of the characters has to like make an escape and jump from a ship to another ship without a spacesuit. And they're able to do it? Yeah, like they, they, but it's like it's a very quick thing and gotcha. it like really messes them up. I always thought it would be immediate. Mm. Like... <laughs> but maybe not. Yeah, I think... You, I think you can you can last a little bit, but not very long. I th- it's probably similar to like, I'm not saying that these movies are factually accurate, but like um, at the end of the second and third Guardians of the Galaxies movies. Oh, right. When they like start freezing. Right. Where yeah. it's like you are still there for a little bit. Do you think you'd shit yourself? It'd be frozen in. Depends if you've had a poo-poo bladder. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get to some questions before we end the show. We have a, a couple user submitted questions for us as we do on Always Open. Um, which if you would like to submit a question, you absolutely can. And you can just email that to alwaysopen at roosterteeth.com. We'd love to hear from you. The holidays are here. And with so much to do, the last thing I want to do after a long day is spend hours preparing a quality meal for myself in the kitchen. Well, thankfully, Factor, which happens to be America's number one ready-to-eat meal delivery service, can help you fuel up fast with chef-prepared, ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You could choose over 35 meal options every week and they even have gourmet plus options perfect for the holidays like broccolini, leeks, truffle butter, and asparagus. Plus they have more than 45 add-on options including breakfast items like apple cinnamon pancakes and bacon and cheddar egg bites and beverages options like cold pressed juices, shakes, and smoothies. You guys have heard me talk about Factor before. 
I absolutely love them. I cannot stress how easy it is. Literally every meal you can make in two minutes. They're delicious. They're nutritious. And I love their shakes and smoothies. They have this chocolate shake that is so good. I like to have it for breakfast or a little snack. I also like their fruit smoothies. It kind of makes me feel healthy, even though uh, not always the healthiest, but factor definitely helps in that factor. So head to factormeals.com slash open50 and use the code open50 to get 50% off. That's code open50 at factormeals.com slash open50 to get 50% off. Thank you very much, Factor, for supporting today's episode. Support for today's episode comes from Jenny Kane. And honestly, it's perfect timing to refresh your wardrobe before winter. In case you didn't already know, Jenny Kane is a California brand through and through, and their staples make getting dressed easier than it's ever been before. Think minimalist and effortless, but totally refined. Jenny Kane is known for their super luxe yet lightweight sweaters. The Cashmere Fisherman and Cashmere Cocoon Cardigan are bestsellers in every season, but it's always exciting to style them each fall and winter. They also have a stunning collection of home essentials like throw blankets and candles. I love Jenny Kane. They are the perfect essential wardrobe pieces. I have the Chloe crew neck that I love and I wear probably at least once a week, especially now that it's getting colder. Everything goes with everything. They are the perfect basics and they're going to last you a lifetime because the quality is chef's kiss, impeccable. Gift yourself and your loved ones the best gift of all, Jenny Kane. Our listeners get 25% off your first order when you use our exclusive link, jennykane.com forward slash always open. That's 25% off your first order at j-e-n-n-i-k-a-y-n-e.com slash always open. Let getting dressed be one less thing to worry about. Thank you, Jenny Kane, for supporting our show. This one says... I'm a 26-year-old woman, and my parents told me they were getting a divorce last December. It's a lot to process, and I learned this month, September of 2023, that my dad is buying a big house for himself, his new girlfriend, and her two kids. It's sounding like he cheated on my mom with this woman. I will have to meet her soon at my grandma's funeral. It feels like he has abandoned our family for her, but he says he cares about my brother and I a lot, and I know he wants us to accept this woman as part of our lives. I'm a bit of a people pleaser and have social anxiety, so how do I interact with someone I don't like before even meeting them? Hmm, there's a lot of unknowns in there. Very much so. So They've been divorced for a year, yeah, we'll it have, sounds like. We'll have to extrapolate and try to figure out some of the information, like how present has the father been in the intervening nine months? That's a good point. Uh, how young are these other children that are living in the how, house? How young is the wife? Right. Like There's, <laughs> there's, 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 there's a lot of unknowns there. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to to speak specifically to that situation. But broadly, mm-hmm. high level, I would think that, you know, if you're 26, it's a very different game than being someone who's still living at home. Absolutely. Well, like someone who's a minor, I should say, not someone who's living at home. I think, A child. Right. You know, I think that your relationship changes with your parents. Yeah. Obviously, as you age, you know, you're much more dependent on them as a child and they're much more in your face, in your life, uh, on the day-to-day. I think by the time you're 26, you know, you're very much living your own life. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think it's a matter of how much interaction in general this person has with their parents and how involved they are in their day-to-day life. That steers a lot of that because I think that if there's someone you don't like necessarily, you don't necessarily have to make them part of your day-to-day life. Yeah. You don't have to see this person a lot. Right. And, you know, obviously there's a big life event that's happening that's going to force it. And there's going to be others in the future. And, right. and not necessarily just funerals, but there are events that are going to bring you together. And I think 
it's part of the shitty parts of being an adult, right? You mm-hmm. gotta sometimes you just gotta like bite your tongue and. Well, I imagine it's also tough to see your parents as human beings sometimes. Yeah. And you know, she mentioned that <clears throat> in December she found out they were getting a divorce. That probably wasn't a quick decision. The Pro- probably was many years that her parents had been. Yeah, I feel like if you're married with kids, it's it's not sudden. Not a sudden decision. So it it, it might have been <clears throat> something that they had been discussing privately for a really long time. Maybe they had already been somewhat separated, but you just didn't know about it. And mm-hmm. so the fact that he moved on seemingly quick might not be as quick as you perceive it because Maybe. they could have already been kind of checked out of that marriage for a while. Yeah, my parents divorced when I was an adult as Same. well. I was younger than 26. Uh, but it, it, so, I, you know, that, that's kind of what my mindset was at the time, mm-hmm. you know, um, trying to, to navigate all of that and be introduced to new people in your life, you know. It's, uh, I mean, you know, my situation wasn't exactly like that one. Uh, I don't yeah. know how yours was. Did you feel any of the same way from that question? I remember being bummed, but I wasn't, I was pleased when, you know, people moved on and met other people and I get on with step parents pretty well. Yeah. It's just new, it's just changes, new people. I didn't you, really... you still, even though you were an adult when they remarried, you still refer to them as like step parents? Like yeah, if you, if, if they were walking in I, the door right now and you were introducing them to me, would you say this is, my mother and stepfather. <laughs> I guess so. I don't think I've ever like, introduced him that way. Yeah. I just call him by his name. Oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, no, yeah. you wouldn't. <laughs> this is my mom and Jerry. <laughs> yeah, probably that. And her husband. Yeah, I, don't, I yeah. guess so. Interesting. I, yeah, I think it's just, I mean, as you guys said, it's something that might take time. Um, and again, you don't have to love them. If you're an adult woman and potentially living on your own or have your own life, it's not someone you have to see every day. Um but I think just like keeping that communication with your father of like, hey, I don't want you to forget about us or anything like that or to prioritize these new people in your life over us. Mm-hmm. It's it's about a balance. I think, you know, she mentions being a people pleaser. And if I were to like take a guess, I uh, I think maybe she fears betraying who she is mm. and, you know, trying to do more to please someone who she maybe necessarily doesn't feel like she has an obligation to. And I think that's definitely something to keep in mind. Like you don't necessarily owe this person anything that's very true if anything Uh, they should be trying to please you right so you know (laughs) stay stay true to your feelings you know don't necessarily you don't have to be mean to them but you know you don't have to love them either it's also i think probably a situation where you're not even aware of it but going into it with a bias because it's you see your dad who's divorced from your mom now and with someone new there's Mm -hmm. probably some you know sadness in that situation but also like empathy for your mother who is no longer with this person. Um, And so, like, maybe you're automatically thinking, like, oh, I'm probably not going to like this person or, like, I hate this person already because they might be the reason that my parents Mm -hmm. got a divorce where it's, like, you don't know the reasons necessarily, and that's between your parents and their relationship. Um, But again, like, your father is a human being, and if he's found happiness with someone and is confident in that relationship, like, do your best to support it. He's a single man. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, so I guess maybe what you're saying is support him as you would hope he would support you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But. That's complicated. That's, it's part of being an, being an adult. And it sucks that the first time that they're going to be meeting is at their grandmother's funeral. Yeah, general. that's not great timing. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it Bummer, gives you. right? It's <laughs> 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 like, how do you relate to that? Right, like what he's saying. I mean, the good thing is you have an excuse if you don't want to be social. Just yeah. like, you are at a funeral. And if you don't really feel like. Being all upbeat and, you know, 
introducing yourself to people you don't have to be yeah not that you ever have to be but absolutely yeah, yeah i think just be mentally prepared it'll be a bit weird for a while be a bit political christmas will be funny <laughs> yeah but, you know it'll, it'll work out in the end all right well good luck and thank you guys for your input on that question yeah um let's get to one more so this one reads I'm still living at home at the age of 26, male, and some days I don't feel like enough of an adult. Here are a few reasons why. I'm still paying off medical debt and student loan debt, and I'm deathly allergic to animals like cats. I can't exist in a space that has or ever has had cats. I react to airborne dander. This in particular is hard for finding housing. It seems like everyone and their grandma has cats. I work full-time for myself as a family and couples photographer, and I rent a cheap office space down the road so I can work whenever I need, especially as a night owl. I coexist fairly well with my parents, and while they don't charge me rent, I do take care of a lot of things around the house, like cleaning, vacuuming, dishes, lawn maintenance, etc. But lately, I've been feeling not enough like an adult. I have friends I grew up with that have multiple children, a house, decent jobs with health insurance. They just seem way more adult than me. I have a family that will occasionally ask me when I'm moving out because many of them were my age when they ha- when that happened. But they all had partners they moved in together with. I've struggled with anxiety my whole life, and I'm in therapy for that. And whenever the subject gets brought up, I feel like a kid stuck in an adult's body. The cost of living has grown so much these past few years that I worry about affording it as a single person. But living at home also pretty heavily restricts any amount of dating I would want to do. I'm frustrated with how difficult and expensive it is to exist. Do I need a kick in the ass, or do I need to be kinder to myself? Interesting. 26-year-old male. Yeah, I, I lived with my parents till I was... Till I moved here, so I was like 23. Yeah. Is that right? But yeah, I just, I couldn't really afford to go anywhere. I didn't, but I also didn't really see a need to move out yet because we weren't like clashing or anything. Mm-hmm. Which it seems like the case here. And I was working and I just, I felt decent about that. I, d- I feel like it's one of those things where it's, if you constantly compare yourself to other people, you'll constantly feel like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're like, oh, I'm not doing enough. But everyone, there's all good kinds of people who have done way more than everyone. It's like it's Plus impossible. people always put the base, the best aspects of their life forward. No one talks about the things that they're unhappy with or insecure about. So right. you're comparing your life as a whole to the best that someone else is showing you. Yeah. It's and and, and, I, and I, I get that like, the questions are annoying. It's like, well, when are you doing this? When are you doing that? It's like, whenever I, whenever I get around to it, son. That's when Why you, you just worry say, about like, yourself? That's my life. Like, I'm, I'm not making a decision for your life. Yeah, yeah, it's tough when, when it's all comparisons to other people. But I feel like if you're on your own, if you have a slight idea of what you want and you're working towards that, mm-hmm. like a lot of my decisions were like, will this help me get my visa to go to America? So I was like doing all these, <laughs> like, I was trying to like have a goal in the distance and steer all the little things I could control towards that. It took ages though. Mm-hmm. I was just happy doing it. And if you, it can be frustrated by lack of progress or how yeah. long it takes. But in the end, it, you eventually get there. Yeah. I think this idea, too, that you haven't moved out yet at 26 and that being like, I'm a kid in an adult's body. It's like, it sounds like you're doing some very adult things. Like, you have a job. You're saving up to pay off your debt. Renting an office. Renting an office. You take care of, like, a lot of the household chores mm-hmm. at home. Like, you're definitely not a kid living in an adult's body. And comparing yourself to other people your age who have experienced maybe more typical moments that you sh- think you should uh, mm-hmm. achieve by 26 is just being unfair to yourself like i know my younger brother he lived at home until he was i think 30 mm-hmm. no sorry 20 28 29 um and it was just like he gets to save up his money he gets to like work on things that he doesn't have to like worry about what he's going to eat for dinner or like grocery shopping 
which is great when you have parents who are handling that for you. I would say take advantage of the situation as yeah. much as possible. I mean, we should, and we should also get into the mindset of it will take that generation much longer to be able to move out just because right. of uh, how expensive everything is. It's I really just don't. Expensive. It's really unrealistic to. I don't know. I just don't know how. Like sub twenty five. I don't know how anyone does it. To be honest, I have no idea. Yeah, I uh, and maybe like if the, if it's something that they're really trying to pursue, like maybe trying to find a roommate, um, you know, would be uh, would be an avenue. I think a lot of people don't think about that in you know in that mid twenty late twenty age range, like mm-hmm. a roommate without not, a cat. A roommate, definitely a roommate without a cat. Right. But you know, um, to your point, what you were saying, you know, I I, I moved out. When I was 18, you know, went to college, dropped out, found jobs, worked. And I felt like I burned myself out by the time I was 24, 25. I moved back in with my parents. Yeah. Uh, you know, lived there for a while. I had no plan. Like, that's when, and then that's when Rushi started. And it's like, okay, well, then now I'm going to start doing was this it, instead. Was it harder to live with them the second time? No, it was easy. It was fine. Yeah, it was, to- <laughs> it was to- totally fine. Like, I mean. Cause, good to know, good to know. Yeah, by then. I was an adult and like, you know, they were busy with their own stuff and I was keeping myself busy. And like, like, you know, the person who wrote said, you know, doing stuff around the house, trying to, you know, not be a burden. What about what was dating like? Because he, oh, he for me, it was, not, it was non-existent. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, I do imagine but, though, that's a bit of a, a sticking point though. I, I kind of had this going on that I was working <laughs> with. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it was just like, I, I, I definitely kind of, you know, entered a holding pattern with some things and. You know, then you move back to Austin and mm-hmm. you know, started working on uh, on this stuff that we're doing now. So I, I, I think there's no, despite the stigma this person may be feeling, there's nothing wrong with absolutely not living with your parents and just doing what needs to get done. You know, I think that's just the life trajectory. And I, I don't, and like Gavin said, I don't understand how anyone gets out there and lives on their own at this with this day and age. How expensive this everything economy. is. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty ridiculous. And I also think you know we talk about on the show a lot about like comparison being the thief of joy mm-hmm. i think that's very true in this situation where you look at the people in your life your friends or or friends of friends and they're all moving out or having jobs with health insurance have kids it's like that's that's their situation it doesn't have to be your situation there's no timeline you have to work on there's no like by this age by this date i need to achieve this or do that it's you go at your own speed and i think trying to compare yourself to what other people are doing it's tough not to, especially when they're so close to you, but ultimately that's just not going to do anything to serve you. Do you think humans would be happier if age wasn't like a popular tracked thing? A hundred percent. There was just like an existence. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) That was untracked. Like it's not like I'm 22 or I'm 48. It would just be like, oh shit, we're alive at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, We're we're both here. Whoa. Cool. Yeah. What are the odds? Is your brain developed enough for us to (laughs) interact (laughs) on the same level? Yeah, it's a it's a tough one though. I uh yeah, I would say just uh just save up, keep saving up, use it to your advantage as yeah. much as possible. Yeah. And then, you know, if if you're so inclined, no pressure to find a goal. Like Gavin said, you know, he had his about trying to do little steps to get to a visa. If there's something big you want to do in your life, you know, I uh you know, try to try to visualize what it'll take to get there and then make Little steps. Like, don't put any pressure on yourself necessarily. But, mm-hmm. like, if you're at a juncture, you're like, hey, I could do this thing that might eventually help me down the road. Do it. I would even treat it with the mindset of, if I mean, if your parents are cool with it, don't even worry if you have to move back in at some point in the future. Yeah. But just go, go and try something. Which I'm sure it sounds like your parents are very supportive. Sounds and like it. 
if you're living at home at 26 and helping out and everything like that, it sounds like it's a good relationship that you guys have. Consider yeah, yourself like, lucky because not everyone's like that. Like if you want to compare yourself to everyone, there's right. plenty of people who wish, who would be envious of that kind of situation. Yeah. And not paying rent or anything right. like that too, which I think some kids after a certain age, their parents start charging mm-hmm. them to live at home. Um, so yeah, very lucky situation, very fortunate. So ultimately I would say be kinder to yourself. Um, but if you feel like you would be happier living alone, then just, yeah, small steps to work towards that goal, saving up, researching places that maybe have a no pet policy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I think the, the most bummer thing about this story is the cat thing. <laughs> I, knew you were say that. <laughs> I saw this question. I was like, Gavin needs to, to see this one. Uh, well, good luck. Thank you for your question. Uh, and Gavin Gus, thank you very much for your input and for being on the show today. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Appreciate it. Anything you guys want to plug before we finish up? Uh, watch Tales from the Stinky Dragon. Stinky Dragon Adventure is coming out November 9th. I don't know when this episode airs. This will be out after it. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Go watch Stinky Dragon Adventures uh, on roosterteeth.com. Absolutely. Bleep face. Bleep face. Search for it on all your favorite podcast platforms. It's really, really good. I listen to all your podcasts. I listen to Anna. Uh, I listen to Bleep face. Oh, yeah, go listen to Anna, too. Sorry. Oh, yeah, and Anna. (laughs) And potentially Good Morning Ratman, depending on whenever that comes out. Uh, Good News Ratman. Good News Ratman. Sorry, did I say Good Morning? Trust me, that's going to get worked in. Yeah. Good morning from Rat. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you guys so much for watching the show. Uh, We appreciate you being here. And again, if you can, sign up for First as it supports everything we do here at Rooster Teeth on the show for Stinky Dragon, for Bleep Face, everything uh, helps us do what we do. And subscribe to this channel if you're not already and follow us on social media. It's a good time and we'd love to see you there. Thank you for watching and we'll see you next week. See you in 2040.